We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. I've had several times in our relationship where being with you, I've always had to question if I was enough. Damn, I didn't know you was going to say that. What? That kind of hurt. Why'd it hurt? Because now I feel bad. <laughs> you were supposed to feel bad. Just saying, it's what it was. It is what, it, what it, is. it is. I'll receive it, dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Philo Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. So being with an amazing man. Here you go. Whose work ethic is through the roof. Super overachiever. And that is exactly why I fell in love with you. I've definitely had moments in our relationship where I just felt like I was not worthy of being with someone like you. And I had those moments where I felt like, damn, you are a force, Kadeen. You were doing so many things in your life. You have so many dreams. You have so many goals. But you just will never match DeVal's intensity. And those moments made me feel like, damn, I am just not enough in this moment. And the crazy part about it is that I had to really dig deep and figure out what the issue was. Because I knew that the issue wasn't you. It definitely had something to do with me. Deep down. So there's this one particular instance where we had moved back from Michigan. I had went out there with DeVal to just kind of be there as a support system to him, but also start my career in broadcasting. So I figured, you know what? It's perfect. I'll go to a small market out in Michigan, get a job as a news reporter, be there for him while he's playing football, and we'll live happily ever after. But then life happened. We had to move back to Brooklyn. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't mildly depressed because I felt like the life that we were supposed to have and the life that we dreamt of having was no longer going to be. I was pretty much at home sulking in my own sorrows. And DeVal was like, hey, we're in this together. I'm going to support you 110%. But what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And that's when he's like, you act as if you have nothing left to give. You are super talented. You're a makeup artist. Get up and go down to the mall and see if you'll get hired at the mat counter. And I was like, you know what? All right, fine. And he was able to help me get dressed that morning, drove me down to the counter. And that's where I applied for a job and ended up getting the job. But I can't say that in that moment, I still did not feel like I was not being able to live up to what he has expected of me as a wife. And that left me severely depressed. Hey, walk it like I talk it. Hey, walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey, this is Kay's song. She picked it. There's a reason why you picked walk it like I talk it, though. Hey, why is that? There's a reason because we have the trap yoga queen in a building today. We do, which I feel like is kind of weird, you know, just because like I started this episode saying, oh my God, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And then we're talking about trap yoga in the same breath. I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's weird, though. Why? All right, because in order to find that sense of peace, right, mm-hmm. you have to meditate. Yes, you know what I'm saying. You have to find. You have to be become one with yourself. Absolutely, you have to become confident 
and one with your being and your body. Mm-hmm. And nobody has better bodies than yoga girls. <laughs> I know this because I follow them on Instagram. He sure does follow a ton I, of yoga girls. All, all, all of my group chats be like, did you see? Uh, all of the, ter- the twerk queens <laughs> out there. Listen, yoga <laughs> yoga is great. Yoga is great. Well, yeah. For and a lot of reasons. For meditation, but Absolutely. also for bodies. For bodies. Yes, yes. That's a good thing. And then centering yes. yourself, you know, because a lot of that has to do with just, like you said, you being one with yourself and Really, that self-care moment that I think most people always, I always am an advocate for. And I feel like if I had taken maybe moments like that in my moments of feeling, you know, not worthy or just feeling like really down in the dumps and kind of taking care of myself, that might have empowered me to be a little bit more confident in myself. No? And the reason why I'm excited about this guest is because you love trap music. I do. You think you a thug at heart. I do. But you not. I do. I really wanted right. to pick a, a Meg Thee Stallion song, but I was, you know, big old freak. Uh, big old freak. You, could, you hey. can do yoga to that. Big old freak. You can do yoga and you can twerk to that. <laughs> Absolutely. You like to twerk. I do. You don't like to work out. Right. What I found out too is a lot right. of people who do yoga, they don't like to work out and they started doing yoga as a replacement for actually going to the gym. Well, isn't yoga a workout trim- though too? It though? is. That's why I'm saying I'm excited because you're going to get introduced to a new type to of a workout. New type of workout. So I'm not doing sprints and football drills like you try to put me it through all the time. It includes trap music, Twerking and yoga. All I love it already. One. I Let love me, it you already. Know what? I'm just gonna tie Miss Brittany Floyd Mayo up with a bow <laughs> on top of her head and be like, "Sis, give me all of the tools I need to succeed at this." Yes. Hey. <laughs> we have Brittany Floyd Mayo in the house. How are you? I am phenomenal. Fresh off the plane from yes. Oakland. Did just you just fly you. in for us? For y'all. Oh, That's we appreciate insanity. it. It was, it was you, honestly, my publicist, when, when the message came through from, from your team was like, bitch. <laughs> I love them. And I'm like, okay, well, so will I. Okay, like, they said, publicist, we love you back, and, sis. Right? And so, um, and so, honestly, from my camp, there was yeah. a lot of um, incentive, a lot of, like, these are people, that, like, that's your tribe. Go oh, find oh, your that's family. what's up. That's what's up. And so, you know, we are fresh off the fresh off the plane from New York. I just finished teaching at Saks Fifth. Ooh, that was wild. New York. Yeah. All right New now, York. sis. You jet lagged? Because, yeah. you know, coming in here, we were talking about having a drink or two yeah. on the plane. How could I could ease you up? I don't know, you know yet. I mean, just yesterday we were teaching in Silicon Valley uh-huh. at Google. Uh-huh. And so then I like wake up and I look at my house and I'm like, oh. Okay, disarray. I gotta go. <laughs> and right. the challenge was when I'm in LA, do I come home and get my shit together or do I just go to the spa for the night? Mm. I'm going home. I, I face go my with the problems. ladder. I, I, face I go my with problems. the ladder. I get it though. I get but, it. Sometimes that's stuff but hold on, hold on. Before, before we get into the conversation, yeah, we have yeah, to formally me. welcome Brittany we and do. introduce her so that yes. everyone knows her. So, Brittany's a passionate, certified vinyasa yoga instructor and twerk aficionado. Aficionado. She created her yoga persona, Trap Yoga Bay, as an answer to feeling unwelcome in a standard yoga studio and class. You have to talk about that a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. And she now tours the world, the world, spreading trap love to those who lack acceptance in wellness spaces, bridging the gap between self-care and cultural relevance. Mm, Brittany, that it. sounds like a you great like life. You've created your own little like, <laughs> that market. That sounds your own like a great niche. life. Okay. I love that. I found a lane and I stay in it. And, okay, so that's no swerving. No swerving. So tell us about your journey. How did you get into yoga and then eventually become Trap Yoga Bay? Yeah, and you know, when I was hearing you, you talk a little bit before about some of the experiences you had in your life, it actually came from moments very close to what you were experiencing. The difference was I did not have an amazing partner at the time. Uh, So I had actually discovered yoga when I was in college. I went mm -hmm. to Dillard University in New Orleans. And um, I was angry. Like, I was fist-fighting West Oakland kind of angry. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I mean, honestly. And, you know, it cost me my ability to be my freshman class president. And Mm. so uh, they said, if you're going to stay at this university, little girl, you're going to need some therapy. Right. And so um, I'm going through this process and and Mm -hmm. the school counselor says, have you ever tried yoga? So I go to a yoga class. Eh, Five classes later, I had this this kind of awakening, Mm -hmm. this this moment that I was like, wow, this is something so much so that I switched my major to um, social behavioral studies and positive psychology Mm -hmm. and did my senior thesis on how yoga could help people um, who are struggling during times of transition. Right, because we're actually 
That's important. And we're always in transition. Always right? in transition. Yes. That's and exactly so, what my story is about. Moving from one phase to another and being lost and feeling exactly. like, exactly yes. Okay. And and so, so how do you reduce that anxiety and how do you continue to maintain your self-worth? And so I had these realizations, but simultaneously I had also gotten married. So I got married to my, my college sweetheart. Before I was 20, I was popping out babies. Mm. So wow. we had our first daughter when I was 20. We had the second child, my son, who's now seven when I was 24. Um, but shortly after we got married and started having babies, the relationship became very abusive. Mm. Okay. And I lost myself entirely in it. Um, Were you both abusive or he was abusive? Or? No, he was abusive. Okay. I was an angel. Saints. <laughs> to me. Oh, all Duh. people from Oakland are saints. That's you know. That's, that's how it is. Okay. Um, but seriously, I, like I, it, it wasn't mm. a two way situation mm-hmm. um, in in this case, um, and so we I had been moved from Oakland, where we had returned to after graduation, to Texas, which is closer to where he was from, and you know, just some some dirt came out, and I confronted him, and it became a really violent situation. And that moment, like literally, I had got the sense knocked back into me to who I was and that I had been lost for six years, right? And so I hit him with the, like, I'm going to Walmart to get some milk. I'll be back. And I took our two children. I put them in the backseat of our car, took the dirty clothes out of my um, garage and drove 32 hours back to Oakland. And that was the very start of me realizing that I had been lost for a very long time and I needed to find myself. So you you made a decision, and I think this is important, you made the decision that most people in abusive relationships can never make. And that yeah. was to choose you and yourself and over, your children. quote unquote, love. You, you, yourself, and your children yeah. over, quote unquote, love. Which is funny because we've done an episode about toxic relationships mm. and how we were able to like navigate that. Right. And here you are. You took the power into your own hands and to remove brave. yourself. And that's brave. You weren't waiting for him to remove himself. You removed yourself. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I like that cognitive reappraisal. <laughs> I'll take it. So, so yeah, so that happened. And then, you know, I was... Homeless, jobless. I left my job. I was a technical recruiter. I made great money, had a good, you know, a good work life um, and was homeless laying on my grandmother's floor, like crying every day. Like, who am I? What am I doing here? Do I matter? And then it hit me that these are the quintessential yogi questions and sis need to go on some eat, pray, love. So I actually Mm. called his parents and was like, "Um, come get these kids. I like I am lost. I am not being a good mother because I, I'm I'm just wow. not present mm. and I'm going to go find myself. I don't know how long it'll take, but I promise when I do, I'm going to come back for what's mine. Can we stop for a second? Whoa. Can we stop for a second? <laughs> you know I get emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm being honest. It takes a lot as a parent, and I'm and the reason why I'm getting a little emotional now is because we had to drop my son who's five, well, three, to our daycare. And I'm leaving and he's reaching out for me. This is the third day. And part of me just wanted to be like, fuck this daycare. You're coming yes, with daddy. Absolutely. But having to know what's right for your kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to hear you go through that and then have to do that is brave though. Right. And it's hitting me because I went through that this morning. Like I really, I didn't tell my wife. I wanted to turn around and be like, man, I don't give a fuck about this Montessori school and what everybody thinks. I just want my son because I seen him cry. Right. For you to do that, man, That that is first yeah. to drive... To leave home, then tell you, oh God, man. No, for sure. That's Thank a, you. That's oh, fucking amazing. That, that is, is fucking. No, amazing. y'all got tears now in our eyes. Got no, I'm I just. I I'm can. just being honest, man. Like that's that's just. Yeah, that's honestly. just what it is, though. Oh, no, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Like I really received that, and I told y'all we was gonna be family. There we are. Yeah. Um, but but really, it was. A lot of times we have to be honest with ourselves and say, I am not who I need to be, right? And right. if you, like speaking right. about your situation with your son, if you continue to like bring him where you were going and to be honest, sometimes, you know, you have yeah. to slow down for your kids yeah. and they deserve that slowdown. And even you bringing your child to this to even this podcast right now would be a selfish act right. because you could not be who you needed him to, who he, who he needs you to be in this moment, moment. and be what what the legacy that you're building and what your future is. And so, so the true. best thing for your son is to say, hey, 
I'm putting you in the care of people who I know will take care of you, who I know will teach you, who I know will help you grow. I'm going to go do these things that make me feel like a man, that make me feel like a human, that progresses whatever I believe my purpose is. And then I promise I'm going to come back for you because daddy always comes back. Daddy always Gosh, comes back. That's we so, always that's say that. So, that's that is so, so true. true. Is this a conversation you had with your children? Are they old enough yeah. to comprehend? Yeah, my daughter was oh five. My, my son was two. Wow. So they were just that's like, so eh. true. Yeah. Right? And and, yeah. and to tell them, like, you're going to go play with pigs and all that because you're going to be in the country, right? right. Yeah. Um, and you'll have your own room there. And you, and so, so there was that conversation. So then what I decided to do was go on this eat, pray, love journey. I went to China, India, Brazil. It took me three months to find Brittany. Um, I stayed wow. at an ashram in Rishikesh, India, which is where I got my certification. I danced the night away in Rio de Janeiro. I navigated human kindness in Shanghai. High, and I really figured out who I was. Question: How did you do all of this? You had you said you had no resources. You left your job. You moved mm-hmm. back home. You were homeless. How did you do this? Human kindness. Human kindness. I had to humble myself. Wow. Right. And and go and say, hey, like I'm going to be using. My, my savings and instead of just trying to hurry up and put my life back together because that's what looks good I'm going to use that to to fully break down everything I have and when I put myself together I will be fortified and and push through you know like gold right like to purify myself so the 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 initial response was to take all of my resources and to just like get me an apartment and get a new job and get back popping mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. seek that revenge and be like look look what you missed out on right. but like I didn't the, the reason why I left him wasn't because I wanted him to suffer. The reason why I left was because I wanted to stop right. suffering. So all of that would have been right. you putting a band-aid on the situation exactly. when you really needed to just heal from that. Yo, exactly. Yeah. This insane. Is, listening to her story, right? Yeah. Think about how we were forced and think about her story. Uh-huh. And her having to go through that time where she didn't have much and had to go through her savings. Mm-hmm. We literally went through the same thing. When I got cut from the NFL and she wasn't working, we had to humble ourselves, come back to Brooklyn, live in my grandmother's apartment, which she hadn't lived in for years. It was old. We didn't. We weren't making any money. I used my savings to start my business. She she was taking the bus. Like I feel what you're saying yeah. because that mm-hmm. brings you into an awakening of of like self. Like, I have to do these things. Absolutely. And my story oh my in that gosh. moment, we were going through the same thing. Yeah. And it, I just, I guess it, just, it requires a level of strength <laughs> to just be like, you know what? I need to do this for me. Yeah, it took strength because yeah, it could have been easy for you to stay right. there. So you had a good job. Yeah. You had a husband. Your kid, you could, it could have been so easy for you to be like, you know what? I'm a grin and bear it because my kids are, are good here. I'm making money. Oh, my God. And it looked good. Yeah. Because right. we're so concerned, C- about, concerned yes. about what people what, think. What, Especially what in the like. social uh-huh. media. In the social media era, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. hear you. So, so, so all of those things. Um, and I, I said, okay, well, what do you want to do, B? And I came back. I actually uh, started med school. So I went back to, to school. I was in a medical program. And I had about a year left. And one of my really good friends who... Oddly, actually happened to be my 10th grade Spanish teacher, and she was like 21 when I was 17, so we just like really bonded and Mm -hmm. stuck together. Um, She had quit teaching to open up a dance studio. So she calls me and she says, hey, I remember when you invited me over to your house to do yoga, and you was like really ridiculous with it. Would (laughs) you like to come and teach your class however you want? at my studio and I was like nah I'm good like I don't really like people I didn't really go to school to become a yoga instructor (laughs) like I just went because I was on some like let me figure my shit out Mm -hmm. and so she was like well you could keep half of what you make and I was like well when we gonna do this (laughs) (laughs) she was talking about a bag girl I'm like I'm I'm a single mom in med school like okay so I did this like little twerky flow thing and I was like just like he said about you I was like we gonna call it trap yoga because I'm a motherfucking thug. She was like, oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. But uh, let's run with it. Right? Like the exact like, same thing. it has a ring thing. to it, though. Oh, I was like, God. but doesn't it like totally make sense? Like, doesn't it catch your attention? <laughs> She's like, look, look at your excitedness. Like, there's no thug there. Right. But, uh, but, but like, that's hey, what happened. No like, thug. But seriously. trap music comes on, though. In my heart. Yeah, don't don't even get me started. Sis. Like. 
this voice was made. You. We have a similar voice. Like, yes. that grovel, that, yes. that, that, like, that's not a rock grovel. No, that is absolutely. a trap that's grovel. That's the trap yes. wanting to come out. But Let we me explain hold something to y'all, mm-hmm. too. Both of y'all. Because yeah. I don't want to blow you away. You're not invited to this part of the conversation. I can okay. see now. Okay. I can see this. <laughs> y'all both say the end of your words. You're too intelligent to ever be thugs. Okay? <laughs> both of you enunciate too well. Well, now that you said that. I want to be clear. I want to be clear on how I feel. Absolutely. I love this. So we talk about, like, mental wellness. Like, you talked about you having to find that journey to find out who Britney is, right? Mm -hmm. And then you talk about physical fitness as two separate things. Yes. But yoga, in essence, combines the two, right? So why do you think it's important for people, specifically people of color, Mm. to practice yoga? Yeah, and I don't know if you guys know that yoga actually translates to yoke, which is to bond the mind and the body. like that. So I don't know if you're just intuitively saying that or you knew. So, So now. Now we all know. Okay. Now we know. Now we know. Yes. And so I think one of the biggest things um, that... And, and part of the story that I skipped, which is why I, it was so important for me to do um, what I call a culturally relevant yoga class, because I came back from India and I'm in San Francisco in Berkeley, California, going to these yoga classes and I am largely feeling inadequate. I'm largely feeling unwelcome. I'm feeling like my ass jiggle a little too much. Mm-hmm. I want to hear different sort of music. Um, are these pants the right pants? And so I stopped practicing in studios because I was like, I'm not I'm not inadequate. Like I studied this you know, where they got it from right after they stole it from Africa. <laughs> right, so, right, So right. I know it. You like, can't be inadequate. Right, I cannot be. Come <laughs> right. on now, core power. Okay, the originator. <laughs> right. Please. So um, so I think it's really important, um, and part of my message is self-care looks like you. Because too mm. often, mm. Um, as women of color, we glorify modernization, mm-hmm. you know, and so yes. we, we really take so much pride in, in being martyrs and in, in killing ourselves in the name of love. But I'm always challenging people to be like, do you understand that love is like understanding that you are your heart? You are the heart beating your body. And, and the heart is like, cool, bet. I'm going to give blood, love to everybody. But first, it has to come through For me. me. Yeah. First, I have to, to, to receive this and filter it and oxidize it and make it best for for everything around me. And so I think if we're trying to move from this point of um, Black women laying ourselves on the cross in the name of love to saying, you know what, I am going to love you after I've loved myself more wholly, because if we're talking about, you know, what that looks like with my kids, my kids are thriving now. Mm-hmm. They are so happy. They are so, they're doing so well. They have right. reconciled so much that they saw even in their their early years, because now they've got to meet their mother. They yes. finally met their mommy. And they understand yeah. why. And mommy and is free is. and happy. And whole. And whole. Because far too many times I think of moms and us trying to pour and pour yes. and pour. Because there's a hero's ethos, a hero ethos, mm-hmm. I say, that moms have. Yeah. We want to save the day all the time because that's just what we innately want to do. But it's like, how are we refilling? How are we refilling? And you know the oxygen mask. You know, first you put it on yourself, yourself. and then you help others. Mm. So, so really, you know, just bridging all of that. So, like, what I'm always saying is yoga is this really awesome opportunity to get into your body, especially as a mother. When you loaned that body out and they and them babies mm-hmm. gave it back, it was never the way you gave <laughs> it. The it the she says child. it all. She says like, this thing. little These little aliens invaded my body and just wrecked the whole <laughs> the joint. The whole joint. The whole joint. <laughs> so it's, it's me really trying to help um, people, but if I have to be super specific, women of color, rebridge that um, that relationship with their body and their mind. And then once you get those two together, empower yourself to never, ever separate from your true north or who you actually are again. But I know it's so hard to get our people to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I cloak it. I mm-hmm. I disguise it as a a day party uh, as um you know come meet with me and we gonna throw that ass in a healing circle <laughs> you know and they they I don't know it in a healing circle so, in a ass healing, in a healing circle, circle yes. you know and 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 be a twerk aficionado in that way and so whatever you're looking for if you're wanting to try self care and and be bridge mm-hmm. I'm there for you if you're just coming looking for a ratchet yoga day party some self care because you a little too old for the club then I got you sis mm-hmm. if you're here because you are a yogi and you want to finally experience a safe space that bridges, you know, um, that mindfulness, self-actualization culture with who you are as a trap music lover, 
thug at soul. I'm there pointing back and forth, thug <laughs> at go. soul. Then I got you. Mm-hmm. And so I and 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 to put all of those different type of black women in a room, right? I got I get yes. the sophister ratchets. Mm-hmm. Like you yes. should, I, you I've got to show you guys the story, or people have to go online and see um, what it looks like to make Google yesterday this like super black experience. <laughs> uh-huh. And so one of the I'm girls about to shouted say, out New York and sex, like oh, hello. I know. Well, that, I know. I know. Well, that was also yeah. oh. that yeah. was a little more. Yeah, that was that was a whole nother beast. <laughs> Okay, you know, and one girl twerked out. She was like, "I cold by day and twerk by night." I was like, yes. <laughs> That's mad funny, <laughs> right? On our way to the Chris Brown concert. You know, you know what's funny it. though. You know what's funny when when I heard you talk about um getting back to your origins yeah. and the fact that black women have embraced the fact that we have to be martyrs in order to be accepted and we have to kill ourselves. But then you spoke about going back to the origins. That speaks about what we see in mainstream media, right? Mm-hmm. In order to be a black woman and be accepted you have to kill yourself but when you think about going back to the origin where everything started everything started with black women yes and starting to embrace that as our history as opposed to the black american version of our history is that we were just slaves mm-hmm. and in order to in order for your loved ones to move on you have to die yeah i think that we have to uh lose that indoctrination and start to indoctrinate in our young women and women like yourselves that, no, we don't have to die. We have to live in order to pass on For sure. to our young ones and the people after. So I think exactly. it's great what you're doing outside of just the twerking and the yoga, but the indoctrination of self-care. You talk about self-care so much. I do. And I've I learned, do. you know, as a, as a husband, how important self-care is because she's a better version of herself when she takes care of herself. Mm-hmm. She's a better mom. She's a better wife. She's a better actor. She's better at everything when she takes care of her first. So I think yeah. that is important, you know? Absolutely. And, and even, you know, because we keep talking about kids speaking to that piece, when my children come home and they want to talk about slaves, I say, stop. Mm-hmm. They were not slaves. They were enslaved people. Mm. Right? Like we are the children of enslaved people, people, but that is not their title. That is not in their DNA. That is not who they were. Right. And they want you confused. Right. And you I know, hear that. And, I hear that. And I'm like, and to be honest, there there are still people who are enslaved today. What we, what are we gonna Absolutely. do about oh, it, children? Right? Absolutely. right? Like Absolutely. not even you know, in our minds, in our relationships, mm-hmm. um, even That's without deep. But even that small change mm-hmm. makes a difference. No, my grandparents or great grandparents yeah. weren't slaves. The they way were they look enslaved. at themselves, yeah, absolutely. That, that they were forced. They, yeah. I, right. I didn't. You don't choose slavery like you choose being a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> right. or a right. yoga teacher. Right. You don't wake up and you be like, I'd be best served as a slave. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. it's true though. Right. I mean, those little yeah. changes in in verbiage mm-hmm. will really change a, a young person's mind and how mm-hmm. they view themselves. Right. Yeah. Think about you verbiage. Know? Talking about verbiage and viewing themselves. Your ratchet affirmations. Yes. I just need. I need to here because we love some of those so yeah so can you share a couple with us really and let people know what this term is what they are how often or when you know you say them all that and how do you know that you need to hear this on a daily basis absolutely so a ratchet affirmation is real world advice but it sounds like your favorite rap lyrics okay okay and so some of my favorite ones is you know uh, talk about self-care my goal in life is to be there for everyone else, but to never leave my motherfucking self behind. Ah, <laughs> love that. Yes. Love that. Um, or we'll say something like, you can accept someone for who they are mm-hmm. and not fuck with them for the very same reason. Ooh, Ooh. I like that one. You like that? That's I, you? I, I, That's I you? like that one. Because we were just talking about one. this yesterday. You know who that person is. Leave them on red. Oh yeah! Don't even don't even answer that. Right. Don't even, you yeah, know who right. that is. Don't right, even, just, right. You know who it is. You know what it is. You know, just leave right? it. Just don't, let it be. Don't do it. Because yeah. some, some people just don't, don't need do fixing. It. It's not your business to fix. You just like you know no. what? Don't because you I'm can't be over out. here trying to fix everybody else. Like fucking up their karma. Let them get theirs. They be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's Absolutely. mad funny. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I Shoot, we need some you. ratchet affirmations, babe. Shoot, you I do. think of some. You got a lot of ratchet affirmations. You just can't think of them right now, but you say them every day. I do? You say them, well, dead ass is a ratchet affirmation <laughs> in itself. It is. It is. Right. That I'll have right. to show you guys. Um, I have a, a, a move that has the word dead ass in it. I'm going to yeah. have to show it to you. You're going to have to. I ha- it's and called the I... twerking chaturanga. Right, that sounds like because it's shit called I would chaturanga dadasana, but I call it chaturanga dadasana. So that that's <laughs> the accent of asana, dadasana, dadasana. Yes, yes. You know, I'm gonna tell you that She's tonight. She's my new best friend. I need Brittany. the chaturanga dadasana. I'm gonna need that. I'm, I'm gonna need that. Look tonight. what you just started. I'm gonna get you set up for success. Okay, good. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> so let me ask a question though: Were you able to find love again after 
healing and then going through this whole journey because now you're you're not the same person you are. Right. Now. And you're I'm a twerk aficionado, so <laughs> I'm sure you'd make any person happy with whatever <laughs> right, right, skills right. you got. I'm out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of the, the most amazing things about going through this yogi journey is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's it's not only forgiving what ha- the person who did some foul shit to you, but more often than not, we don't remind people that you need to forgive yourself mm-hmm. because we'll be pissed off at ourselves for allowing that yes. to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so definitely had a period of fun where I was like, relationship, <laughs> marriage. And I'm, <laughs> right, right. Just right. drop your draws, okay? Like, uh-huh. nobody talk about none of that. Facts. Um, and then... I've had the opportunity to find love again in, in honestly, the most unexpected place. Are you guys asking me this a loaded question because you already know that, like, my DJ is my life partner? Or Oh, no, I, I, no. I okay, didn't know. Well, okay, we'll I talk about know. it. So, so, yeah, I had been just working working in, in all of that and, and having fun. And I was in New York. New York is actually a magical place for I me. Was yeah. about me to find out. Magical oh, people come from New York, baby. Well, she ain't from we New ain't York. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But, but see, Seriously, so mm-hmm. so I was not looking for love, but working on forgiveness mm-hmm. and vulnerability so that I could receive it in whatever form it came back towards me. Okay. But I was securing my bag and having fun. And so it, it actually had been a year and a half of my DJ, who's our DJ now, who's now also COO of Trap Yoga Bay, DJ True Star, where like we were just, I was just in a situation in New York and she was like present as she always was. And I looked at her and I was like, oh shit, I've never even like, dealt with a chick before but I think I love you uh-huh. and we should mm-hmm. be together the, the energy right. like, that's lying. exactly how it happens it, it is it yeah. is and mm-hmm. so you know we've been in relationship for almost two years and when I say it has been the most um, restorative amazing relationship that I have ever had mm-hmm. like with another healthy human being mm-hmm. and I get to watch her grow and her flourish mm-hmm. and the same for me and to to be able to have that level of like this is who I am and and I'm accepted and and but also not need that so for some to to be a person who's like I'm good mm-hmm. but I also I'm good with you, right. and we're better together. Right. That's so great. And, That's and such a good feeling. Yes. It's, you know, because on the the contrary of Deval and I, we met when we were, well, we started dating when mm. we were like 18, 19. So mm. we've talked in prior episodes about having to work through that together yeah, it was because tough. we weren't whole people at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it you know, now I understand the meaning of I'm not looking for you to complete me. I want to be right. complete within myself. And then if you happen to ride along, then we right good. Now. So that's kind of the space that you're in with Absolutely. your significant other now, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. And like, yeah, as an Aquarian woman, I'm like, hey, I'm all out in orbit. Like, yeah. Do you want to like <laughs> kick wanna it with the with stars? You know, and, exactly. and, and she rolls with the punches. So you met her in New York, which is funny because it kind no, of I met her like, in LA. Oh, in LA. But I but fell she's... in love with her in New York. Okay, so that's a magical place, like we said, which is funny because I had the question. Um, I was wondering, since you're taking it to so many different cities, you're trap bay like all over the world. Do you find that the stresses and things that people bring to the yoga experience are different depending on the place or the area that you're in? I've never been to two classes at the same time. Mm. Or, or two classes twice or one class twice. Mm. I don't know how you ever say it. That makes it sound I get it though. It's yeah. all sequitur and, and they're cute. all <laughs> but um but but yeah, uh, every every city has its own vibe. Mm-hmm. Um and and I, I do love the New York vibe. Mm-hmm. A quick little side thing about that. Because of the way my voice sounds, people have always assumed I was from New York. Yeah, yeah even you though do I'm, have like totally. a Totally. But I'm so Oakland, like for real. And so uh, people always be like, yo, you from Brooklyn? Like you seem like Brooklyn. I'd be like, I ain't never been. But when I get there, like it's going to be all. <laughs> like, gonna I'm going to find Brooklyn. my people. Wait, Brooklyn. Welcome and you with open arms. Thank you. And sure. I got there. And New York is a beast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I was like having a hard time. Like, I was like sick, like trying to navigate like all of mm-hmm. these energies and attitudes. And I literally got into a bathroom and saw a sign that said, LA is for quitters. And I was like, mm. don't send mm. my black ass back then. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the same way that, you know, um, New York is has this huge energetic pool. Mm-hmm. It also has this magnetic, you know, um, transformative power mm-hmm. where you have to, to for me, you know, in New York, manage my vulnerability, but also my optimism all at the same time. Okay. Um, and 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 deal with that exterior. But the students, 
are funny because they come in like kind of aggressive but full of love. Always and so aggressive. They walk in, they like, yo, I fucking love you. I love everything about you. And I'd be like, bitch, are we about to fight? Like, <laughs> I'm that's, so that's confused. New York. That sounds about that's right. New York. Sounds right? About right. That's but New they'll York. give you all the energy. All the energy. Yeah. They that's they they sell out my classes. Actually, New York is my number one demographic. My surprise. Only only next down to that is Atlanta, which makes sense because that's Absolutely. the trap capital. Yes, yeah. Um, but but yeah, like New York is and, and you could feel that catharsis. Like, I can feel that release in the room mm-hmm. every time I'm in New York. And so if I'm talking about, um, if there's a day where I'm having a low day where I'm like, I need to feel my purpose. Mm-hmm. I need to feel like I make change in the world. I will tell my coordinator, put me in New York. Dope. Because I feel the most power and change happen when I'm rocking with my New York people. I love you, LA and Houston <laughs> Not, and it's too late. You already said it. It's too all, late. All y'all too. You can't go all back. All y'all too. Right, don't, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make. That takes me to, you know, because we're, we're wrapping up and run out of time we don't want to keep you all day I need three things mm-hmm. that you would tell people because yes. we get we listening love letters. takeaways from people you know yes. for the episodes so people can say what's something tangible I could walk away with and mm-hmm. I probably implement in my life right. that can help me other than taking the class right. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take I, a look well, right. that was number one <laughs> <laughs> we get listener letters all the time with people who just kind of seem lost mm-hmm. like you know the situation you were in my wife was in I've definitely been in what would you tell people three things to help find themselves, center themselves so that they can kind of bring it all in and say, let me restart my life to get on the right path? Right. To combat the feelings of like stress, anxiety, loneliness, yeah. things like that. Um, it's okay to be broken. Mm. Recognizing right. that it's okay to be broken. Right. We, we feel like we always got to hold ourselves together. Sometimes mm. you need to just separate from, from the world and from everyone who keeps telling you who you are and fall the fuck apart. And that's okay. Um that self-care is not a crime. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell people why you need to take care of yourself or how you need to take care of yourself. You can just do it. That's number two? That's number, number two. two. Mm-hmm. Self-care number two. is not a crime. Mm-hmm. Look, he's taking copious notes. Y'all. I'm not sure playing is. no games. I'll be writing them down. I know. And then number three, no is a full-ass motherfucking sentence. <laughs> hey. Okay. That's, hey. that's great. Needs no is that a trap affirmation? That is a ratchet affirmation. That, a ratchet Did affirmation, you, yes. Because you can, you can feel the rehearsed ones, it. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt like that was, came from like a place uh, of, ugh. But yeah. all of my ratchet affirmations are not just me sitting there saying, oh, shit, like that would be cool for let people know. This, These are things that I have endured in my life. I, I call them departments of hell mm. that I have taken up residency for, for in, have found my way out, and now can identify that in other people. And if... If these ratchet affirmations, you know, resonate with anyone, you can text me, right? 805-556-4864. You give me your number out on yes. this? People yes. People going to be texting you, good. girl. Because it's it's my trap line. Be you, and okay. Because I know everybody, it, like I see so many mirrors and I see myself in so many people. And when you were going through that, friend, you felt mm-hmm. alone. Sure did. You felt inadequate. You felt up. like you were the only person experiencing that. But if you had someone who you could be vulnerable enough with, who you knew wasn't going to judge you, who you knew could tell you, ah, sis, you strong, you got this, and give you mm-hmm. quirky little things and and, and and ratchet affirmations to keep you going, then maybe you're suffering, right? Because you still have to go through what you had to go through you to figure to. out where you are. Yes. But maybe your suffering would have been a little bit easier, easier if you right. had a friend called Trap Yoga Back. There you go. Yes. That's, that's true. There you go. So yeah. it wasn't going to negate it. It was just going to make it that much easier. Yeah. And so I oh, send out ratchet sure. affirmations, you know, every couple of days. Like literally I'll wake up and like I spend, I wake up at 4 a.m. I spend two to three hours in meditation and I will send out a vibe to be like, what the fuck is my tribe going through? And then randomly while you live in your life thinking you are alone in your darkness, you will get a message from me. You, the, the latest one was about revenge. It was like spend no time seeking revenge. Fuck them. They get no time, no love, no energy. Get back on She's your so grind. She's so New York. You, right? you say that you, you so not. New York. You should have seen the hands. She's like, fuck them. <laughs> fuck that. You so New York. And the camera. You that, so I New York. I think that's the like Black Panther in me. They just had their anniversary <laughs> yesterday. And um, like, you're still feeling I'm, it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, feeling the it. black love. Oh my oh, that's goodness. So Brittany, it was so good to have you here. Thank like you. I almost didn't know what I was stumbling upon when I first saw it. I was like, trap, trap yoga bay. I was like, what episode is this? Then they were talking about me being enough or not being enough and doubting yourself. And like, how do the two correlate? Shout but out to our producers. They show yes, knowing, absolutely. Baby knowing, knowing us, knowing, knowing you. Knowing. Yes. Baby knowing. knowing Divine appointment. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Nothing happens for by mistake. 
So um, tell everybody where they can find you before you go. Yes, you can find me on all social media, Trap Yoga Bay, T-R-A-P-Y-O-G-A-B-A-E, trapyogabay.com. Like literally, Google me. Google her. Oh, she hit you with the Google me trap affirmation. Google (laughs) me. Ratchet affirmation. Oh, my bad. Don't forget. Don't forget. Two thugs in the building. You don't stand a chance. (laughs) I don't, right? They almost jumped me. They tried to jump me, y'all. He sure don't. I got jumped by Trap Yoga Bay and my wife. You're so silly. (laughs) So we have uh, listener letters coming up after this. I'm not sure if they'll necessarily apply, but usually we invite our guests to stay. So you can give your, you know, little take on, you know, people asking us advice. Oh, so and, we got more with know, Brittany. Ask Bay. Okay, ask you know, Bay. We're ask That's what we're going to call it. Not listen to letters today. It's called Ask it's Bay. It's called Ask, not Ask Bay. Ask Bay. Ask, that's what I there said. There you go. Just be, yeah, pronounce the end. Ask. Now you're not being ratchet. <laughs> now you're being intelligent. Huh? I know. Intellectual I know, I know. Bay. I mean, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to move into listener letters after we get into some ads. So stay close by. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American. A new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. We're back uh, with the listener letters, and we asked Brittany to stick around so she can give us, you know, her take on some things. It always helps. You know, three heads are better than one. Two, actually, two, because it's normally two of us. Yes. All right. You want to read, babe? This is a long, healthy one. Yeah, where these, I can y'all read be sending these long listener letters. All right. They have to give us the whole story. We have to okay, frame here we it. Go. You know. So go ahead. I am 23, and my boyfriend of one year and seven months have a hard time with communicating, mainly on my behalf. At the moment, we're about to move into our first house together, and money is very tight. It's been stressful, but we've got together. We've got each other to get out of our heads and focus. But my main part is my anxiety and depression. And I get to the point where I can't speak or uncontrollably crying or stop uncontrollably crying for hours. And he gets frustrated that I don't say what is going on. I listened to your podcast and the one that spoke out the most to me was the vow still big mad about that stroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still big mad about that. <laughs> you guys talked about how communication was hard at first and the different childhoods. It made me think about mine and how I showed my emotions or shared my issues. And honestly, it wasn't easy. It's kind of like Kadeen's childhood. It didn't have an open opinion. Oh, I didn't have an open opinion. I was wrong every time I expressed myself. I would get in trouble for having emotions. I was a crybaby. And I always grew up. I grew into a teen. I just bottled everything up. So it does affect my relationship a lot because, for one, I shut down every time something happens. And even if it doesn't have to do with him. But since I'm shutting him out, he thinks that he's doing something wrong. Okay, I get that. I know I can tell him what I feel, and why I'm crying. I just don't want to seem like the bad person for saying how I feel. I guess my question from all of this is for Kadeen. How did you start opening up to DeVal, and how long did it take? Wow. All right, sis. So opening up is something you definitely have to do, yes. Um, I think the thing that helped me with opening up to DeVal was DeVal kind of being relentless with asking me and genuinely wanting to know yes. what was wrong. So I'm not sure if... Did she say, say if her... Um, her boyfriend was asking or kind no, of... No, she didn't give much insight into yeah, what his... Yeah, she said he gets uh, frustrated, frustrated when um, so he probably does what's ask. going on. So he may ask, yes. you know. And at that point, I think, sis, you just need to kind of open up. And I, like I said, you know, you've referenced my childhood and me feeling like I wasn't from a family where communication was a big thing. But I know how much I cared for DeVal and I cared for our relationship. So 
it didn't take a long time because I think I realized by slowly being able to have those moments where I did have to cry them out. And I had the moments where I cried often and Deval would just be like, just open up to me. I think feeling the sincerity in his voice and his tone and his approach definitely helped me to open up. Um, what do you think, Brittany? Do you have any tips for someone like this who's going through the, you know, the anxiety and the depression um, that she's experiencing? Yeah. Um, meditation. Um, to 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 realize, I think what's amazing is she sees that she gets triggered, and she knows what her trigger is. Right. And so before stepping into something, or even when you're in that muck, to back up, and even if it's a mindful second, which is like practicing a breathing exercise, to to help just calm your nervous system, because what's happening is you're going back into the past and bringing it like right here, mm. even though it's not, you know, it's right, not, it's, it's not, not happening. it's not happening. And so those it's not feelings protected. of anxiety, she's triggering. From her younger self, and yeah. then she's bringing it to the forefront, and then it's come bubbling over. Right, which means that there's some some healing in that the past that right. has to happen. And you know, even if we can't get to that space, breathe a breathing exercise. I would highly recommend like a, a six phase meditation where you go through compassion for yourself and others, forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah. That's awesome. No, I would I would agree. How did you feel in those moments when I was? It was frustrating. Kind of bottling it it up? was frustrating, but part of it was frustrating too because I grew up in a household where all we did was communicate. So when you think everyone communi- you think everybody in the world exists like your family. You know, it's part of that egocentrism where you just feel like my family is the epicenter of everything in the world and everything we do, everyone else does. Right. So he probably feels the same way. Why doesn't she talk to me? That's how I felt. I was like, why doesn't? Kadeem talked to me. What's yeah, wrong with me? It was so abnormal me? for him. It was. So and abnormal. I thought something was wrong with me. And then um, I had learned, like you said, I when things started to happen, I knew what triggered me. And then rather than saying, okay, I'm getting upset at Kadeem because something that triggered me from before, I used to be like, you know what? Let me take a step back. Yeah. I think Let what also helped... Oh, sorry. That's to cut you uh, off. Um, I think what also helped you in that instance was realizing... After being around my family as well. So being around my brother, my sister, my parents, and seeing how we communicated or didn't communicate. It gave me a greater understanding. He had a better understanding for, oh, this is why she is. This is deep-rooted. It's not that she's just trying to blow me off or she just wants to be sulked into this depression on her own. It's just that this this is something that was learned behavior in a sense. Mm. And Brittany makes a good point, though. Um, Understanding what your triggers are. And you made a good point. Understanding what your partner's triggers are. Allow you to take, you know, take some time back and say, she may be responding to this because of something that happened prior. Mm-hmm. So let me not, you know, address it the same way. Before I used to nag her, why don't you tell me now? She'll tell me when she's ready to open up. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, they'll learn each other if, they, if they're both invested in And you're 23, like, sis? Like, Facts. Yeah. Like, you're 23. <laughs> and when I said, when he said 23, I saw Brittany's face like, oh, okay, well, you're 20. You know, yeah. like, that just means that you have a whole lot to still learn about yourself. Well, remember remember what we said. 15 to 20, you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. 20 to 25, you know you know everything. Sure. 25 to 30, you start realizing like, damn, I ain't no shit. None of it. And then 30 <laughs> is when you start to try to fix all of those things that you've been doing wrong in your 20s. So Absolutely. she's just in that process. She'll yeah. figure it out. Stick with it, sis. For sure. All right. Listener letter number two. Let me start off by saying I absolutely love you guys. Love you too. Your love story is very similar to that of me and my husband's. We started dating at 18. We've been together for 13 years. I have two young boys, ages 10 months and three. With that being said, my question is for Kadeen. Oh, today everybody wants to talk to me. Um, How do you juggle being a bomb-ass wife and a bomb-ass mother and still have time to take care of yourself? Whew. It's hard, and I'm trying. Well, she said that. It's hard, and I'm trying, but I agree, sis. Um, And I would love to know your secret. I feel as though I'm so busy taking care of my husband and my kids that I hardly ever have time for myself, and I'm always too tired. This is perfect for y'all, too. Like, this is exactly (laughs) what y'all talk about doing all the time. It's funny, because just recently, Deval was just like, you tired again? Like, I don't (laughs) understand, because we were traveling a lot. Like you said, you travel a lot. You're going from coast to coast. I'm, you know, part jet lag, part just had this residual mom. Mom tiredness mm-hmm. that I think every mom inherits. Somebody got to explain that At to me. Point, like, I don't get I it. It's a sleep deficit. It really is. How? And it, and it starts from like when the baby is conceived because it's like you anticipate the lack of sleep that you're about to not have yeah. for the rest of your life. And the moment you can't lay on your stomach again. Right. Oh, over. forget it. Because then it's sleep over. is not even so good wait, So anymore. it's from 10 months of not sleeping that for the rest of your life you just tired? For the rest tired. of your tired. Because yesterday, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you tired. what happened. Yesterday, we both get up early with the kids. But in order to help her with her tiredness, I take the kids to school. 
It's a condition. It is. It's yes. Yes. It's it a definitely condition. is. To help her with her tiredness. I took the kids to school, right? We were going to work out. She said, can we work out later? I said, fine. She took a nap. Oh. I picked the kids up from school. She took a three-hour nap. Came back. It was two. Don't give me two an hour, hour. Yeah, it was about Dropped two, the kids to basketball practice. She was still at home. Came, I wasn't asleep, though. I was taking, taking care of household stuff. All I'm saying is, is that I was out doing all this stuff to make sure she gets home, right? We get home. We get, we get done working out. She comes, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck did you do all day? I literally did everything. But, also, but you, you're tired. So, it's sometimes it's not truth. even a physical tiredness. It's like a mental tiredness. And that, too... Can totally is exhausting. It's exhausting. Mm. So, sis, to answer your question, <laughs> there are days when I am not a bomb ass wife <laughs> and I am not a bomb ass mother. And it goes back to my story in the beginning where I have those moments where I don't feel worthy and I don't feel adequate and I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But God is good. Yes. <laughs> you know? And trying to be perfect is exhausting. Stop true. trying to be the best of everything to everyone all the fucking time. And maybe you won't be so tired. Yes, sis. And, 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 I, and I, I say yourself. that with love, not no, just. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. With love. And you need time for yourself. It's so important. I know you hardly ever have time for it, but you kind of have to like carve that out. Because if you don't have the time to just take care of yourself, I mean, there's those moments when I just say, you know what? I'm going to the supermarket. I dread going to the supermarket, but I'll take like a good 10, 15 minutes and just sit in the car. Yeah. In, in silence. Like that, that'll be my moment. Just to, like you said, sometimes meditate, sometimes just sit and collect my thoughts. It's amazing what that time can do. So the way you prioritize everything else, trying to be bomb ass wife and bomb ass mother, be bomb ass whoever you are too. Yeah. You know, it's it's very important. And hopefully your husband lets you get a nap every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> Keep at it, sis. All right. If you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Um, awesome. Yes. All right. Moment of truth dope. time. Moment of truth. What did I learn today? What did you um, learn today? So, Brittany, we always do, always do a moment of truth. So, that pretty much sums up the episode. And, it, you know, that's one takeaway for the, the audience. Um, what's your takeaway, babe? What's your moment of truth? My moment of truth today is that there is an unspoken pressure on women that I've learned, say, uh, about being martyrs and feeling like you have to kill yourself in order for your family and the people around you in order to exist and be great moving forward. And I learned that we have to get rid of that idea and start letting our women know in our communities that it's okay to take care of yourself first before you take care of everyone else. You know, that's my moment of truth for today. Listening to Brittany's story, knowing your story, Mm -hmm. and then um, just feeling that as a a dad as well, that, you know, the whole oxygen mask thing, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you put the oxygen mask on your child. So... That's my moment of truth, man. You you women need to take care of yourselves. If you no, really want to absolutely. take care of the people you love, take care of yourself first. Absolutely. And I learned that it's okay to be sophisticated. ratchet. It's okay to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay to have all your stuff together and then not have it together. And then if you need to twerk your way through it, do it. I'll second that. All right. <laughs> Just the both twerking gonna, part. We're both going to benefit from that. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, any last words, any takeaways? We need to hear your moment of truth. Any moment of truth? I know. Um, I want to say that it's been very um, amazing and therapeutic to to witness you all, um, specifically um, to see a man in his divine masculinity and Mm -hmm. the level Mm -hmm. of vulnerability and honesty that is permeating in this room. Absolutely. Fully filled my cup and and is giving me more grace. I am well, you filled my so cup as well. You have done today the same, was for amazing. Sure. We had the level of reciprocity in this room. Okay, yesterday was great. It was awesome. It was and awesome. Your sophisticatedness and your ratchetness <laughs> has been great today. Trap Yoga Bay. Trap Yoga Bay. Follow me. I am Deval. Follow my wife. Kadeen, I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Absolutely. Deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Treble. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns and mixed by Andy Kristen's daughter. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, 
Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to the distraction. Right now, it's out. Do it, please. <laughs>